Hello and welcome back to Reality Speaks. This is your host, Jake and Orton, and this is the podcast where we are here to ask questions and answer them. What's really going on in this world? What does the Bible really say? And what are we as Christians supposed to do about it? So happy Thanksgiving, everyone. It is Thanksgiving week. And as such, we are talking today about thanks. <laughs> um, and we are doing things a little bit different today. Um, due to circumstances, uh, we did an online service today instead of an in-person one. Um, and we decided to combine the podcast and pastor's message for this week. So, as was mentioned a few episodes ago, pastor's been doing a series called This Is Why, explaining why he lives the way he lives. Today's message was, this is why I am grateful. And afterwards, we went into a short discussion slash just taught telling why specifically we're thankful this year so you're going to get to hear from everyone including my nephew corbin who does his best to express his feelings <laughs> so um go ahead listen in and we'll talk this is why i am grateful and what are you thankful for this year Go ahead, comment something, send it in an email. There are ways to get a hold of us. Uh, While you're at it, uh, write it in a rating. Make it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. That would be awesome of you to do. So let's talk. Why are you thankful? Well, this is why I am thankful. Here in just a moment, Pastor is going to address us with a new part of his This Is Why series, and afterwards we're going to kind of discuss what he has to say, as well as um, just discuss the idea of what it means to be thankful during Thanksgiving. So, without further ado, you may proceed. <laughs> All right. Well, this is not how we intended it, but this is what it is. So, I'm going to probably do a more condensed version of what I would have done for tonight. But, um, I've been, for those of you that's not a part, don't listen to our church podcast, I guess I'll put a shameless plug in there for that. Uh, you should go and subscribe to our church podcast, Harvest House UPCI. Or if you don't come to church regularly, you may not know. I've been doing a series on This Is Why. It's just basically uh, talking about <clears throat> why I do things that I do. And I thought this would be a good time this week to do um, This Is Why I'm, I'm Grateful. So... I'm going to read three scriptures. They're kind of famous, but um, I'm going to read these scriptures. 
1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Um, I guess I want to say start, start with this is the fact that I'm just extremely grateful for the goodness of God. He saved me when he didn't have to save me. I'm fourth generation Pentecost. I was filled with the Holy Ghost at the age of nine years old, only to walk away at the age of 11 or 12 years old. And from that time until I was 16 years old, back in 1987, when I gave my life to the Lord for good, I was just pretty much living to be a heathen. Uh, this was a secret heathen, I guess you could say. I uh, wouldn't like the ones nowadays that just run around, don't care what people think about them, but I was sneaky and I was a hypocrite so many times. I'd play the part at church and I'd leave them there and go to school and I'd cuss, I'd smoke, I'd carry on, do everything I was big enough to do. And I just played the part, but today I, I am very thankful and very grateful for the mercy of God because he saved me in spite of me walking away from him. You know, we have people who come to church who's never been a part of church and they come in and, and uh, the Lord saves them. But they didn't know what I knew. I knew better. I knew better to live like I live. But God saved me. He brought me back in, gave me another chance. And I am, that is the biggest reason that I am grateful today because he filled me with the Holy Ghost once again. This week I celebrated November the 20th. 1987 when I got filled with the Holy Ghost once again. He gave me an absolutely beautiful wife that I don't deserve. Two highly anointed, talented children. They love God. They're in church. They're being used by God. He gave me an anointed son-in-law, even though he's irritating a lot of times. He's still anointed. And I couldn't probably got a... I couldn't have got a better one. God bless me, the very good one. And then they gave me a very handsome, my daughter and son-in-law gave me a very handsome, most handsome, spoiled, rotten grandson in the world. And that's why I'm very grateful. Because I give him thanks because he didn't have to save me. He didn't have to bring me back in. He didn't have to um, call me to Marion, Kentucky and allow me to be a part of what God's doing in Marion, Kentucky. And and I'm thankful because God's going to do something in Marion that he's never done anywhere around this area because it's unlike any place I've ever seen in my life. But God's still doing great things. And, and I'm grateful there's people in heaven because God allowed us to go to Marion and start a church and uh, be a part of what he's doing there. And to be honest... I see a lot of people who claim to be a child of God and they look like they've been sucking on prunes, they look like they've been drinking pickles, juice, and they act like they're the most miserable people in the world. And if you're thankful and if you're grateful, I don't know how you can be like that. And I'm thankful because as a born-again child of God, we should be the happiest people on this earth. And so many times it don't seem like we are, but we should be. And one of the greatest things we can be 
to be happy is we must be in the center of God's will. And everybody's always saying, well, I don't know what God's will is. But if you have been around us very much, our church, you've heard me say this more than once. It's the scriptures I read a while ago. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18. And everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And to be at to be in his will, and that's what makes us happy. And in order for that to happen, we have to be grateful. It takes a spirit of not just being thankful when God does good things for you, but being grateful and having gratitude every day of your life. Gratitude is the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for, uh, and returning kindness. William A. Ward said, God gave you a gift of 86,400 seconds today. Have we used one of those seconds to say thank you to God, to our family, to anybody? Or have we grumbled and complained all day long? And if we've grumbled and complained all day long, it's probably a good chance we're not happy. And I can tell you 100%, you are not in the will of God if you do not thank God today. And uh, Meister Eckhart said, if the only prayer you said in your whole life is thank you, that would suffice. The word gratitude is taken from the Latin word gratia, which means grace, graciousness or gratefulness. And gratitude incorporates all these meanings together. Gratitude is a thankful appreciation for what an individual or what somebody receives, whether it's something we can touch or not touch, whether it's tangible or not tangible. According to a Harvard Medical School study that I read, doing some study on thankfulness several years ago, said in positive psychology research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. It said, gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, relish good experiences, improve their health, deal with adversity, and build strong relationships. It goes on to say that people feel feel and express gratitudes in multiple ways. And it goes on to say they can apply it to the past by retrieving positive memories, being thankful for elements of childhood and past blessings, the present, not taking good fortune for granted as it comes, and the future, Maintaining a hopeful and optimistic attitude. Goes on to say, regardless of inherent or current level of someone's gratitude, it's a quality that individuals can successfully cultivate and make it better. And what we've got to realize that all these studies do not did not come before the Word of God. The Word of God told us told us that a whole lot sooner than their studies did. Because the Word of God is the real authority in everything that we do in life. And it lets us know what the effects of being grateful and having a right and having gratitude in our life is. Paul wrote to the Colossians Church in 3, 15 through 17. He said, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you're called in one body, and be ye thankful. Mm-hmm. He said, Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching the monastery one another in psalms and hymns, Spiritual song, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. 
A thankful person will acknowledge that God is the source of everything that we have, all of our blessings. And if somebody is always wanting more, then that's not really a grateful person and you're not in the will of God. The grateful person should believe that we're uh, overflowing because of everything that God has given us just to be in a child of God. And anytime we don't appreciate what God's given us or want something that's outside of his will, we're expressing ingratitude and we are not in the will of God. Our thanksgiving begins when we just acknowledge the fact that Jesus and Jesus by himself is responsible for our salvation, for everything that we have in our life. And when we go through the days and we... And we're all guilty of this, okay? Don't think that I'm the uh, the one, I'm, I'm saying this and I'm, I got this down pat because I don't. But I try my best to be as thankful as I can because Paul taught us that we should be thankful because yeah. our relationship, when it's rooted and grounded in Jesus, it can be a relationship that's very secure. And we can have a walk with God. We can be firmly rooted, grounded because we're built upon Jesus and we can be established in our faith because of him. And I know some say that they can't be thankful because of their circumstances in life. Well, I want to say this. I've seen people with some very bad circumstances in their life that was more grateful than people that had seemingly the best circumstances in their life. It all comes down to how we order our words. Because if we can order our words right, we can alter our lives. Um, I'll use a personal example here. Back in October, we'd come out of working a lot of overtime. And I had become a grumbly grump. And I had forgotten what all the good things God had done for me. And we took a little vacation. We went camping. I didn't do nothing but read and enjoy and relax and think and ponder. And I got to thinking about how blessed I was. And I come back from that vacation, I I changed my speech. I ordered my words and I have felt much, much better about life. Because if we could specifically order our words daily and we put thanks in there for what we have, it can change our entire life. Psalms fifteen twenty three said Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me. And to him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. And I truly believe that the reason some people do not experience living for God and salvation at his fullest is because the way they have ordered their conversation. We complain first, we grumble first, and we wait for God to do good things before we think, well, what we perceive to be good things, what we want in life, before we actually start thanking him. What would happen if we'd wake up in the morning and we went ahead and started thanking God for that day, what he's done, what he's going to do, and our days would be a whole lot better. The New Living Translation says it this way, but giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep to my paths, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. Some people can't see the salvation of God because our our um, words are just so negative, we can't see what God truly is doing. 
And the English Standard Version says it this way. I'm almost done and we'll go to our discussion or whatever we're going to do from here. But um, the New Living Translation says, I'm sorry, the English Standard Version says it this way. The one who offers thanksgiving as his sacrifice glorifies me. The one who orders his way rightly, I will show the salvation of God. It's very, very important that we make sure we order our words. And the first order of our words should always be thanks. What did all of our prayer studies you usually do? What do they say the first thing you should do? Enter his courts, what? Engage with thanksgiving and praise. We should always enter into prayer with praise. And that should be our day. Zechariah 7 and 11 says, But they refused to pay attention. This is the NIV. They refused to pay attention. Stubbornly, they turned their backs and stopped up their ears. If we could um, pay attention to all the many blessings that we have in our life, from the littlest things as having electricity, um, breath in your body when you wake up, clothes to put on, and start thanking God for everything and order our words. With thanks, I believe that it would help us to be the most happiest people in the world. And that's what we're supposed to be. Because here's the attributes of people who have a grateful heart. They're positive. They're very aware of God's presence around them. God is with us always, but if we're not being thankful, we'll not see it. They're humble people. They're peaceful peaceful people. Thoughtful of others. They're very generous. They're unselfish. They're expressive, friendly, contagious. They're motivated. They have a servant's heart. They're faithful, fruitful, and joyful. Thankfulness is a choice. And if it's not in us, we must decide to change. Because as we live and walk with God, His characteristics should begin to get inside of us. And they are goodness, love, kindness, generosity. They should pour through us until they totally, completely overrun us with gratitude. One last scripture here and a quote, and I'll be done. Psalms 44 and 8 says, In God we boast all the day long and praise thy name forever. What would happen if you and I, every day, would walk through and boast all day long about what good things God has done and we praised his name. I can tell you now, it would change our entire life. His name is Victor Frankel. I think is how you say it, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. An Australian neurologist, psychiatrist, and probably as well known as anything as a Holocaust survivor. He said, when, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. And I'm challenging everybody that may hear this, watch this, or listen to either of these podcasts, we must live a life of being grateful because, number one, when we're thankful, we know we're in the will of God. If you're not being thankful every day, I promise you, you're not in the will of God. I don't care if you pray eight hours a day and read your Bible for eight hours and witness the other eight hours. If you don't thank God somewhere in the middle of that, you're still out in the will of God. And somebody says, well, I can't do that. Well, you can, and I can. It's not easy, but yes, we can. Because gratefulness 
is a big key to being happy and being in the will of God. So, I'm done. So, if you're not thankful, you're not in the will of God. It says, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. So that's worth discussing then, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you've heard, you've heard it said a lot of times. Every Thanksgiving, uh, we get together, we talk, we celebrate what we're thankful for. Uh, and then oftentimes before the night is over, we're punching each other in the face over microwaves and paper towels. <laughs> Light fried. Yeah. Uh, at least that's the American tradition. Paper towels? Not paper towels. Towels. Hand towels. More sorry. Towels. Sorry. Yeah. Hand towels. Sorry. I will say, those paper towels on my go. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, punching yourself in the face over flat screens, hand towels, and, uh... I thought you were talking about leftovers as well. No. No. Uh, the butt goes straight into worrying about what we don't have. Mm -hmm. Uh, in fact, we, uh, we got the, we got the group, the message (coughs) went out to the family group text just a couple, uh, just last week. It said... Send your Christmas list now, mm-hmm. or you won't get anything. Mine's on paper. On paper. Yeah, he's got his on paper. He mine's on paper. Job, so. we sent ours yeah. Mine's still sitting in my room because I, I may decide that I, I want something else. Yeah, but they've been editing. Texas is editing his daily. Okay. Yeah. We'll just hope that he's thankful when he gets it. So. Yeah. That's. Uh. Yeah. That. That is the thing. Um. This same God who told us to give thanks in all things, uh, also said that he would give us life more abundantly. He also promised. Uh. It also the same Bible also features prayers for enlarge my borders. It also features. Uh. A promise of wherever your feet will tread, you will, uh, I have given that land to you. So, being thankful for what you have does not mean that you... Don't want. You're phrasing it wrong because it says the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Oh. Uh, I've learned what's overstayed I am therewith to be content. However, it does not mean that God doesn't... Bless you bless you. It just means with every blessing that you have, be content, be thankful. Uh, so, we said that, uh, does anyone else have any thoughts on that before I go on to the next thing here? Uh, or, or do we have any comments no, in here? No, with no, any no, thoughts? Right now. Okay. Yeah. This is what I was thinking of it. The, the prophecy or whatever that Brother White spoke about yeah. was what he said was that God had grown weary were those who were, who were ungrateful. And I think it's highly important that we become grateful because 
I don't want God to be weary of me. Yeah. The Lord wants us to be thankful. A hundred percent. That is the way that it works. And because God has blessed us. In fact, uh, you said this is why I'm thankful. Uh, basically, you, you hear this a lot in church. And um, well, your idea of why I'm thankful would be the same type of idea as what we in church call a testimony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've heard it often. Uh, many churches have gone away from this uh, testimony service that we used to have because we're afraid of what's going to happen. Yeah. Because they turn into less testimonies and more into psalms of lament. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, I like this song that's come out recently. It's debated in this very room as to whether or not they like it. But I like it. It goes, I saw Satan fall like lightning. No, I think I'm not talking. I wasn't talking about you. (laughs) Because it's by elevation worship. (laughs) Uh, I saw Satan fall like lightning. I saw darkness run for cover. Do do you want to take it? (laughs) But the miracle that I just can't get over. My name is registered in heaven. Do you want to take it? (laughs) My name is registered in heaven. I believe. (laughs) I have resurrection power. I'm just going to act like a worship leader here. Still, the miracle that I just can't get over. My name, my name is registered My praise I don't know that part. belongs to you forever. Oh, okay. This is my testimony from death to life. My Grace rewrote my story. I'll testify. By Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. So Jesus saved us, and that's why we need to be thankful. Uh, and this, of course, comes from when they come back and they say, even the devils are subject to us. Even the devils are subject to us. And then Jesus said, don't rejoice over the fact that the devils are subject to you because I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Rejoice instead because your name is in, your name is written in heaven. Rejoice because your name is written down in heaven. We need to rejoice about the fact that we are saved, redeemed. Grace rewrote our story and we can testify. So in everything, give thanks. Uh, I heard uh, I went, I heard another thing today. It was Chris Green telling a story of a few uh, of some girls that were... Received the Holy Ghost at a revival service that he preached. Please quit throwing that. <laughs> Give him a son toys. Oh, he's got one. It's okay. 
Just hand it to him, please. Uh, anyway, um, and uh, when he went to him, he said, "So, what's your testimony?" And they had no idea what he meant because they had just received the Holy Ghost and had never been in church a day in their life besides this. And he said, what's your story that brought you here? Because what used to be bad is now what's known as your testimony. So, in everything, give thanks. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So... One thing I was originally planning to do for the podcast today was uh, this family tradition that we have of we, before we eat our Thanksgiving dinner, we say, what are you thankful for this year? Of course, each year is different. There's different stuff and the things that you're most thankful for can change. Sometimes people are, some people are there that aren't there the next year. Uh, some people are at the dinner that aren't at the dinner next year. Sometimes people are peeled. And sometimes people are added to the dinner that weren't there this, from last year. about murder. She said that's what Corbin said. Okay. Go ahead. Anyway. So I was thinking we could just go around from person to person and just say, what are you thankful for? I even put put it out on a post on the Facebook page. I haven't got any responses, but what are you thankful for? I will allow you to join in if you decide you want to. And we can, we can put those comments in today. And you can tell us what you are thankful for. <coughs> anyway, so we'll start with the most talkative one, it seems. Uh, what are you thankful for today, Corbin? Hi, Dad. His dad. Okay. Well, me. You talked a lot more than you did at the dinner. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. <laughs> what about me? Aww. <laughs> <laughs> oh. mm. You okay? Anyway, so... <laughs> That's what Corbin's thankful for. Um, what are you thankful for today, Bethany? You can be as long or as concise as you want. I'm thankful for Corbin and Nutella. <laughs> Corbin and Nutella. Poor Texas. I'm just kidding. Well, I'm, kidding. <laughs> um, I'm thankful for Corbin. And my family, and being born into an apostolic home, and I grew up with food to eat and a roof over my head. I'm done. Okay. Texas, what are you thankful for this year? Well, well, I'm just thankful for uh, the fact that um, God's merciful, that he's, he's graceful, he's got a, a plan for everything, and thankful for our church and what we've got to do with it this year and what will be coming next year. And thankful for my family, how it's grown, and 
And uh, that's it. I mean, there's more, but thank you for that. That's what you're saying at the moment. That's what comes to the mind today. Mother? I am thankful for Corbin. I am thankful for you. And I am thankful for... Who's you? The one holding the phone. I'm thankful for Jake and I'm thankful for Bethany, for Texas, for Daniel. I'm thankful for Harvest House. I'm thankful for the way that God has opened my eyes within this last year. I'm thankful that I know God is going to do a new thing and that God is not finished with me and is not finished with Harvest House. And I'm thankful for the growth that I have seen since the anniversary service and since what I was talking about Brother White saying about God being weary with those who are ungrateful. I have thankful for the difference in the growth that I have seen in our church. Not necessarily numerically, but definitely spiritually. And I'm just thankful for salvation, for my family, for everything God's done for me. What are you thankful for? I am thankful that God is merciful and that he is long-suffering and that he has shown enough patience to me and that he hasn't casted me to the side yet, that's for sure, because he's still working on me. Of course, I'm very thankful for my family. I mentioned that at the beginning of it. Thankful for Cheryl and both you two kids and for Texas and Corbin. I'm thankful that I am fourth generation Pentecost. Raised in church all my life. Don't know what it's like to um, really ever do without much. God has been good to me and I'm I'm blessed. Good job for almost 30 years. And I'm thankful, as Cheryl said, I'm thankful for what he has done in Marion in 15 years. These last, this last year has been the hardest year that as a church we have went through. We've seen um, people die and people move and, and we've seen people good people that love God but life has just smacked them upside the head and they've struggled to be able to come to church as much as they wanted to but yet I know they still love God and they love the church and I'm thankful that they've not quit when they've had all the right in the world maybe by human standards just to quit so I'm thankful that they're still coming so but God's been good to me and he's been good to the church and I'm thankful for what he's fixed to do I think greater I know greater things is um, still ahead. So, yeah. And um, we were talking earlier about the fact we were going to do this on the podcast, and Mama said hopefully it would go somewhat differently from the way that it did at the dinner table uh, when we did our Thanksgiving dinner. Um, and. That's kind of what I'm going to start off with. Uh, my reason why I felt a little weird about doing it uh, at the Thanksgiving dinner. I am thankful for my Papa Fuller. 
he um it fits that description of what what uh pastor just said what daddy just said he's a good man that loves god and life smacked him upside the head a few times <laughs> mm. uh especially over the course of the last uh, few years um 2019 ended with my uh, memo fuller passing away the year leading up to her passing away was hard on him hard on memo hard on everyone else on the family and hard on me um in fact it was hard on me was part of the reason it was hard on them (laughs) i um started the year by losing my job and not until December that year did I get the job that I have now Uh, and the months in between them was one of the hardest years of my life year it was one of the hardest years of my life if not the hardest year of my life Um, in comparison 2020 was known by many people as the Worst year that they've ever seen. I was not in that group. Uh, by any means. Uh, because I had just experienced the worst year of my life. Um, I'm thankful that through that entire time, I saw God do miracles. I saw God do great things. And I part of the main reason that I actually had someone text me and tell me, uh, anyone else who's going through what you're going through probably would have backslid and left God behind. But in my head, I'm, I'm thinking like Peter. Lord, you have the words to eternal life. Where else could I go? Uh, I, And the reason why I was thinking that way is because of men like Papa Fuller, who... I have heard many times, this is the best thing that there is. Uh, He's the reason that I worship the way that I do. The way he worships is an inspiration to me. The way he prays is an inspiration to me. Uh, The way he listens to preaching is an inspiration to the way that I listen to preaching. Um... I'm very thankful for my path all forward. That mean, by no means does not mean that I'm not thankful for the rest of my family. I just, uh, he is an inspiration to me. And I'm very thankful for him. Um, I'm thankful uh, for, I'm thankful for my pastor, my dad. Um, thankful for the fact that he's, hard worker in and outside of the church his love for prayer his love for the word of God uh, his love for apostolic preaching for apostolic truth and for the people of Harvest House and City of Marion I am thankful for my mom and I, I love the way that she loves people, the way that she loves her kids. 
all 700 of them. <laughs> not just me, not just Texas, not just Bethany, not just Corbin, but bus kids whose names I probably don't even remember anymore. I am thankful for my sister. I'm thankful for the way that she loves God, for the way that she loves the youth of our church. I'm thankful for the way that she loves worship and music. I am uh, thankful for my brother-in-law, Texas. Um, And I'm thankful that every day he proves to me that it is possible for someone who doesn't have, was not raised in apostolic truth, to love apostolic truth as much as anyone else. And I am thankful for my nephew. (laughs) Every interruption that I've ever had on this podcast that he has made. (laughs) Uh, I'm thankful for him every single day. Even the entire episode, so he's probably um, eliminated from existing through the fact that he decided to show up about right about recording time. Uh, so, I'm, I'm thankful for him. And I'm thankful for what God is going to do. And as I heard Brother Bounds say recently, I'm not just thankful for what he's going to do. I'm thankful for what he's doing right now. Amen, that's right. Because the harvest is now. And he is here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And finally, I'm going to say a a kind of a weird one. I am thankful for Merrick Griffiths. Because without him, I would have never heard of an app called Anchor. (laughs) And not realized that normal people like me could make podcasts. uh, so I, I'm I'm thankful for this podcast and its existence and the way that it's growing, and all nine of you that listened to it last week, <laughs> and all the more that are yet to come. So, <laughs> thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here. And uh, do we have anyone else that is thankful in the comments today? I am thankful for being taught the truth, living for God. Thankful for my husband. And children, thankful for grand, my granddaughter that we are blessed with. Thankful for God's mercy. Thankful for Harvest House, what he's going to do. Thankful for God giving me another day to serve him. Thankful that he is not done working on me and that he loves me. Just thankful for everything he has done and everything he's going to do, Sister Penny. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't say that, but yeah, it's... um. The one I, I'm thankful for the one that I'm saying thanks to. I am thankful to Jesus for saving me. Yes. For uh, coming to this earth and for the fact that He said, "Whosoever will may come." No matter, it doesn't have to be a certain person. The fact that He said His promises to you to your children, to them that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. So thank you all for tuning in today. Thank you for all that you have said. Uh, Thank you for listening. And I know this is a little shorter than usual, 
But you're probably not going to listen to this episode quite the same way that you normally would on a normal week. I hope that you will download and listen to it uh, either before you go and eat and stuff your faces or come back and listen afterwards if you are not listening to us live over the web right now. So thank you all for tuning in and we will see you again next week. And or at church Sunday morning. Or at church Sunday morning if you are one of these non podcast listeners. <laughs> uh I still want to drive our way to our church. Uh, I mean unless uh if you are one of those people that are listening in Puerto Rico and you just really want to take a swim across the <laughs> a swim across the ocean or whatever. Um uh, uh the church is our church is located eleven forty seven, State Route ten seventy seven in Marion, Kentucky. Services are at twelve o'clock on Sunday and seven o'clock on Thursdays. And we do have a few other things going on in a given time. Just uh keep an eye. Go like us on Facebook, uh at Harvest House UPCI. Or as for the podcast, you can always follow us at Reality Speaks Podcast on Instagram or like the page on Facebook, Reality Speaks. Uh, or you can email us at realityspeaks2020 at gmail.com. Uh, so that's how you keep in touch with us. And of course, like, subscribe, share, etc. All those fancy little things that people like to say. Goodbye. <laughs>